You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 64. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I'm going to coach you and teach you how to end your emotional eating, how to bust through those urges to binge, and how to leave all your overeating habits in the past where they belong. If you just found me, welcome. And if you're a regular listener, welcome back. I appreciate you. Today we're going to talk about how to stop making the same painful mistakes over and over again. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Let's dive right in. So I'm going to start with something very unusual for our podcast and for these coaching sessions. I'm going to read you a very short poem. Bear with me, even if you're not into poetry because it perfectly illustrates and helps me teach you how to do exactly that, how to stop repeating the same painful, painful behaviors again and again. So the poem is called Autobiography in Five Short Chapters, and it's attributed to Portia Nelson. Chapter one, I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am hopeless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter 2. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes me a long time to get out. Chapter 3. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5. I walk down another street. I pick this poem because it perfectly illustrates to you, I hope, the process of getting out of a habit, the process of how your thinking changes from when you realize the mistake you're making to changing the mistake that you're making, to rewiring the way that you think about it. Let's look at chapter one again. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I'm lost. I'm hopeless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. This is what it's like when you keep making the same mistake over and over. You beat yourself up when you do. You feel terrible. And when you feel terrible, that negative emotion further wires those beliefs about you that you just can't do any better, that this must be your fate, that somehow others must know more and better than you. And maybe, sadly, that you're the exception. But none of that is true. None of that. It's not about smarts. It's not about having special gifts. It's simply about perspective. The ability to rise above and see things from a different vantage point. When you do that, you can see solutions that you otherwise would not see. Before you see what's happening, In chapter one, which we just read, you see the hole in the sidewalk, you know it's there, 
but you fall in and you don't see any way out. You also don't take any responsibility. You don't think it has anything to do with you, so you have no hope of changing anything. Maybe you think it's bad luck, but you certainly think it's just not my fault. And it's not about it being your fault. It's not about blame, but it's simply about responsibility. Responsibility is brilliant because if you can see what you're doing, then you can do it differently. If you can't see the connection, then you remain hopeless and then you remain helpless. That deep hole in the sidewalk, it represents your habits. You know they're not good for you. You know that taking the first bite of something when you're not hungry will lead to many more. Because if you're not hungry when you start eating, it's simply not possible to hear the signal from your body that you've had enough. If you're in the habit of eating when you have a challenging emotion, you may see it coming. You see yourself doing it, and yet you're not making the connection of why you're eating without hunger, and you don't see that you have any other choices. So you keep falling in the same hole and you keep feeling like a victim. It's not your fault. And it takes a lot of time and energy just to get out of the hole, just to get back to normal. Let's look at chapter two. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. So here you are in a slightly different place. You pretend you don't see it. You pretend you don't see the habit coming, whether it's nighttime eating or eating emotionally or continuing past full because you tell yourself it's so delicious. You see yourself doing it, but you don't really want to see that cutoff point where you have a choice. Because seeing things differently means you have to take different actions. Seeing things differently means you have to take responsibility. But if you don't admit that you see what's happening, then you don't have to do anything different. We do this because it's less effort. It is easier. It's easier to keep doing what you've always done, but you still get the same result. And the result is that you still feel defeated and you're still using precious energy to keep trying to fix what you've done. Let's look at chapter three, because this is where you can make a big change. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. This is the point of change for you. Once you can see what's happening, you may expect that just seeing it alone is enough for everything to change for you, but it rarely is. It's still a process. But seeing it, seeing the connection between the trigger that you've always unconsciously responded to and your actions that follow that whole waterfall sequence of events, seeing it is the first step toward not doing it. And that's an improvement. We're not looking for a 100% turnaround, all or nothing, instant wake-up call, bolt of lightning that's going to change everything you think, feel, and do. It's not that way. But seeing it is the first step. 
You see it, but you still do it because you've trained your brain and you've created a nice, strong pathway in your brain to keep taking you to the same place. You know intellectually you don't want to keep going to that place, but your lower brain where memory is created and stored doesn't know that. It thinks if you've done this, it thinks if you've fallen into the hole, into repeating these behaviors again and again and again, it thinks you need them. So it's going to try to continue to point you in the direction of that hole because it thinks that's where you should go. You know differently. You see it happening. Sometimes it feels almost like a dream. You see what you're about to do, and it feels like you can't stop yourself. Know that the only reason it feels that way is that you've done it so many times. But I want you to rest assured, because you're seeing what's happening. Even if you can't stop it, this is the beginning of the end of the habit. If you stick with me, if you're willing to be uncomfortable, this is the beginning of change. Change is uncomfortable. You've heard me say that many times before. That's okay. You can handle discomfort. Your eyes are now open. You know where you are. And here's the second biggest thing, besides from seeing what you're doing and realizing it's a habit. The second biggest thing is that you're saying, okay, it's my fault. Now, I don't want you to think fault in terms of blame. Let's look at fault differently. Let's look at fault as responsibility. It is your responsibility because you are the one who thinks something and that thought leads you always to do something, to take an action or to avoid an action. When you see something there and you know you're about to do it and you do it, you are responsible. That's good. Own it because if you own the responsibility, that's where you can make change. When you are the victim and you say, this is happening to me and I hate it and I don't know why it keeps happening, you're stuck. You're stuck because you're not taking charge of what you can control. Let's look at chapter four. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Now, isn't that brilliant? This is when you see all the triggers that worked on you in the past and led you into the habit and led you into the hole that you didn't really want to go into. This is when you see what's happening and you take a different path. You walk around the trigger. You see yourself getting in a bad mood and you do something to alleviate the mood or you simply recognize it and you sit with it. You allow yourself to say, I'm a little grumpy today. That's interesting. Let me just figure out why. Or is there anything I want to do to change it? Or what am I thinking to feel grumpy? This is a huge difference, my friend, because you're no longer a victim. You're able to see the habit before you jump into it, and you're able to get yourself to do something different. That doesn't mean that when you see that hole, when you feel that trigger, when you feel that emotional drive to eat, when you feel the urge to binge, that you're still not going to have the first thought of, hmm, maybe that's something I should do. Don't worry if you think that. It simply means that that is what you've trained yourself to do. 
So it's going to keep coming up for a while. I don't know exactly how long, but for a while. But the more you let it come up and the more you don't respond to it and don't get upset by it, the quicker it will fade away. Let's look at chapter five. Finally, chapter five, I walk down another street. This is where you make big changes in your life. This is where you can look ahead. You can make plans. You can take charge. You can decide how you want your day to go, how you want to feel, how you want to respond to different things, how you want to eat, how you want to take care of yourself. So no matter what triggers come up for you, it doesn't matter because you're operating on that internally controlled thermostat. You are in charge and it feels so good. It doesn't mean that you will never, ever make a mistake again, but it means that you see that you are not blindly controlled by habits. You are in charge and it really feels good. And if you want to change your eating and consequently eventually lose some weight, this is where it has to start. It has to start in you stepping back, seeing what's going on, rising above and looking down and seeing at what you keep doing, what mistakes you keep making, why you keep making them. And we know the reason you keep making them is because you keep thinking the same thoughts. See what you've been doing and then take responsibility. Take responsibility for what led you in the past to do what you were doing. And as you break it down, as you deconstruct it, as you see the different components, you see where you have control. You see where you need to make changes. And that's all you have to do. So is it an ultra simple flip the switch now that I see it, I'll never do it again? No. It's not, but it's totally doable. It takes some effort, but this is why you're here. You're here to work on Project You. You're here to make some changes so that you can live the best life that you can live, so that you can be the best version of you doing what you want to do and not being blindly led by old habits that may have been created because you thought you needed them. But now that you see that they're taking you in the wrong direction, you know you don't want to do them anymore. So that's it for this subject in our coaching session today. And here's what I want you to stay focused on for this coming week. I want you to go back to chapter one, and I'm going to put the poem in the show notes so you could print it out and look at it to remind yourself of what you're trying to do. So remember in chapter one, start becoming aware of what one of your most common holes to fall into is. What are one of your most common triggers? Just begin to see it. Begin to see yourself falling in and telling yourself, well, I don't know why this happened. It's not my fault. I feel hopeless. I'm never going to get out of here. It's going to take forever. Watch yourself do it because the more clear you get on what your patterns are, the more we can tackle them together. That's what I want you to think about this coming week. If you're enjoying these coaching sessions with me, I want you to imagine how much more progress you'd make with personal guidance from me. If that resonates with you, we should talk. I work with several private clients at a time, 
and I create a highly personalized coaching program for each of them that helps them get the results they want most. When we work together, of course, you're going to lose weight. Of course, you'll conquer your emotional eating. But even more than that, you'll simply lose this whole problem because that's what I do with my private clients. In the show notes, there's a link to schedule your consultation and we can talk and see if we're a good fit. And by the way, I also have a gift for my new listeners. In the show notes, you can grab your free downloadable copy of my full-length book, Clearing Your Path to Permanent Weight Loss. And this book is available on Amazon, but it's my gift to you. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on your emotional eating and your binge eating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do. Because I know that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real just like you. And I will see you next week.